Well, here it comes. Oh, my goodness. Kick and chase by Mullen. Kick and chase again by Mullen. Aguero! He's got it! He's got it! Here's Aloisi for a place in the World Cup. I see it! This is the Racing and Sports Punters Pod on Wednesday the 17th of August where you sit back and eavesdrop as we observe available betting markets and venture towards extravagant value. Jimmy Buckley with you for another unmissable edition of the podcast, fresh from another early morning of European qualifying mayhem and sifting through a full card of lower league soccer fixtures which we will discuss later this week. But today, we return to that fickle, exhausting, late-night, time-honoured, endurance-laden slogfest offered by the sport of Grand Tour Cycling, which flashes up on the radar again on Friday and for the next three weeks via the always captivating Vuelta a España. We've trawled the markets ahead of Stage 1, and I'm delighted to be joined by Racing and Sports Technical Director, two-wheeled enthusiast and professional cycling doyen, Tomás Cabetti, to dissect just what we're in for at the Vuelta over the next three weeks. Welcome, Tomás. Oh, thank you. What an intro. <laughs> Very good to have you back in uh, in the studio about four weeks on from our Tour de France podcast, which was actually fantastic, and I think you might have steered us into a few winners back then. Have you recovered from the tour? Uh, yes, I'm well rested now. How do you approach these grand tours? I mean, we're looking at 21 stages again here at the Vuelta. They're all on past most people's bedtimes. What's your ritual when it comes to late night cycling? Well, I've got a uh, wonderful newborn Audrey and uh, my partner's up with Audrey. So I just stay out of the way and watch cycling. That's very, very good to hear, and congratulations on the newborn. We have 21 stages ahead of us, made up of one team trial, one individual trial, four hilly days, six sprint days, and nine mountain stages, not necessarily in that order, starting in Utrecht with, I believe, the first three stages to be run in the Netherlands before shifting down to Basque country in that magnificent part of the world nestled in the north of Spain before the whole thing shifts down towards Madrid and ultimately further to the roasting reaches of the south of Spain and eventually along the coastline, looking out to the sparkling Mediterranean Sea. What a country and what a three weeks to look forward to, Tomás. Oh, it's going to be awesome. The uh, team time trial is something that doesn't happen often. It hasn't happened for a number of years. It's going to be great to see the pro teams putting on a display and also... It's a spot where teams can pick up time or lose a lot of time. They, uh, accidents can really cost them. We've got Primoz Roglic, a $2.85 favourite right now. Of course, he pulled out of the tour about halfway through with this particular event in mind. Second at $6 is the young Belgian, Remco Evenpoel, followed by the Aussie, Jai Hindley, who I think won the Giro d'Italia. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, he's paying $7.50. Richard Carapaz at $9. Jao Almeida at $12. Uh, Simon Yates heads the rest as a $13 chance. What do you make of this market, Tomas? Oh, look, it's uh, it's a tale of uh, two eventualities. There is some question marks about the fitness of Roglic. If he's fit, 
then uh, the two dollars eighty five I think is a fairly uh, fairly good bet. He's won the last three. He's won the Criterium du Dauphiné. Uh, he won Paris. He's had strong showing in the Tour of the Basque Country, so he knows what it's about. He's in a rock star team. Uh, who should go well in the time trial. I think last time they had a team time trial, they all had a uh, bit of a tumble. But look, if he's on form, I think it suits him and he's going to go well. But if he's not, and uh, there is a few people who suggest that maybe he's he's carrying a few niggles, he hasn't had too many rides since pulling out of the uh, tour, then the rest certainly look good. I like Carapaz. He's sort of just just missed out on the Giro this year. Uh, he's um, he's consistent, but he's never won a Grand Tour. And I think the uh, Ecuadorian from Ineos is uh, is hopefully going to make a mark. And Ineos are no doubt very keen to get a Grand Tour on the uh, the rap sheet this season. Too. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's something that uh, they've been uh, the best team. Every comp they enter, they're the uh, every race they enter, they're the best team. On paper, but it doesn't quite eventuate. Now, the interesting one will be the the two young guys, Evan Paul and Almedia. Like they're they're both uh, young. They they're sort of highly fancied in this race, and they've had some fantastic results. But in the case of Evan Paul, he's never completed a Grand Tour, so there is going to be some question marks about the ability to race for three weeks and stay out of trouble. I actually like Enric Mas as well from Movistar. I think Movistar being a Spanish team, they're really, really going to be trying to get a result uh, this season after a few close calls. It's quite interesting, a lot of this. And if you have a look at the market, it's clearly not sure what to do with Evan Pohl, the, the young Belgian. I think he turns 22 this year, so good luck to him. He's doing very well. They've got him $6 second favourite. But he's a dollar seventy-two to finish top ten, whereas Jao Almedia is the twelve-dollar fifth favourite. But they've got him a dollar twenty-eight to finish top ten. So I think they're much more confident on the South American seeing out this tour. But I guess they figure that if Evan Pohl is capable of doing it, then he's capable of blowing everyone away and winning the whole thing. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. He's Evan Pohl's. Yeah, look, he's won the Tour of uh, Norway. He's had the uh, fastest sort of uh, time trial in the uh, Tour de Suisse. So I think he's had a bunch of really, really good finishes. So people clearly see the talent and the threat that he uh, he possesses. But question is there, is he going to make it? And you've potentially found one all the way down the betting markets. Uh, depending on where you shop, you might be able to get three figures about this fella. I'm not sure if he's going to uh, take it, but... Uh, Valverde is uh, 42. This is his swan song. He's been an absolute ambassador for uh, Spanish cycling. So I think there's a lot of people going to uh, will him on. And at 101, he may not uh, may not win it outright, but I'll tell you what, he might be a really good bet for the top 10 finish. So that's Alejandro Valverde. <laughs> that's the one. $4 at the moment to finish in the top 10, which... Is a pretty good price, and Tomas, you made a, a very humorous comment to me this morning, saying that the locals are quite often uh, given a, a pretty good passage across the Vuelta. Ah, uh, yeah, look, they're really passionate up there, so I, I think it would be pandemonium. I can't. I think it would just give them a boost and such a lift, and uh, potentially, you know, the the other cyclists might be a bit wary about the uh, fans driving Valverde on. 
about the thumbtacks. Oh, yeah, look. <laughs> <laughs> that will be very, very fascinating. And like you say, Roglic, you know, the best in the field, but the word vertebra did come up in that injury report after the Tour de France. So he's got to get through 21 stages with a pretty sore back. So like you say, it could be wide open after him. Oh, I think so. I think so. It's really – he's either going to take it or uh, or he's not going to finish, I reckon. A quick mention then, the young rider classification market. And like we said, that there's uh, some funny things going on with uh, with Evan Pohl. He's actually second favourite in this market too at $4 with Jao Almedia, the $3 favourite, despite him being well below – Evan Pohl in the GC market. So again, not entirely sure what to do with these pair, but you'd have to think they're probably the two that are going to fight out this one. Uh, I think so. I think so. And it really is just a uh, probably market expectations on who's going to last a distance, really. I think they're probably going to be the uh, best value bets in the young rider market. Over the page and the points classification. Now, I think this one's going to be very, very keenly fought. At the moment, looking at this market, Pascal Ackerman, the $4.50 favourite just ahead of Tim Merlier at $5, Mads Peterson at $6.50, alongside that GC favourite Primoz Roglic, with Sam Bennett $8 on the fifth line and the only other rider in single figures there. This one's uh, a pretty tricky one to put together, I think, Tomash. Uh, yeah, so traditionally the... Uh the sprinters stay away from the Vuelta, but this year they've got six flat stages. Maybe last year as well they had a few more, but typically it's a very hilly race and they stay away. Tim Merley has really good value at um, $5, and especially if he's in the bunches at the end, he's going to be an absolute handful to contain. I think a uh, cheeky one, though, would be uh, jumping on uh, Remco Evenpol at uh, $26. He's a very aggressive rider. So I could see him taking points just through aggression, even if the uh, whole race doesn't pan out for him. Well, maybe that's the way he announces himself at this tour. So Tim Merley there at $5 and uh, Remco Evenpole out to $26. Depending on where you shop, that could be a very good way to play the points classification. Just finally, the king of the mountain. Now, um, what did I say at the top? I think there's nine mountain stages in this one. This market is dead set wide open. You've got... Uh, Roglic on top in that as well at $11. And then the rest, you've got Ruben Guerrero at $13. And then it it goes on. I mean, there is, uh, it's almost like trying to find a winner in a golf tournament, this one. Yeah. Throw a couple of darts and see where you land. Is there anything that sticks out to you there? Look, that's exactly right. It's hard to pick. I will say, uh, so probably uh, Miguel Lopez at twenty nine dollars. I think he'd be a good cheeky bet. And I heard somewhere on the internet that uh, Juan Pedro Lopez. So put your money on the uh, on Lopez. That one's at a hundred once. Look, they're sort of cheeky uh, suggestions there because it's a really tough market to pick. I think. Yeah, that is uh, that is wide open. But anyway, back the Lopez and you can't go wrong. That seems to be the <laughs> message there. All righty. So from the top, the general classification, overall winner, we've got Roglic at $2.85, which is a pretty good price if he is fit and firing. However, he does have that sore back, so we suggest you shop around a little bit and throw a few more in your stable. And Tomash likes Richard Carapaz, the fourth favourite, at $9.00. And Enric Mas, who I think is another Spaniard, he's paying $19 yep. to win 
this race and it looks to be some pretty good value. And one down the bottom, Alejandro Valverde. It's gonna be it's gonna be so good. Yeah. I, I I really hope that he uh, he's at least in the top ten. Uh, I I don't know if he's up there for the win, but he's gonna be great value for the top ten. And I think everyone on that Movistar team is gonna be riding at one hundred and ten percent, and they're gonna be boosted from that energy. Four dollars to finish in the top ten for the Spanish veteran Valverde now. Over to the sprint classification. Tomash likes the look of Tim Merlier at $5. And have a little throw at the stumps at the young Belgian, Remco Evenpole. He's out to $26 to win the points classification with, uh, with certain bookies and should give you a terrific ride for your money. And as far as the king of the mountain goes... $29 about Miguel Lopez. You're getting a very good price there in a wide open field and you're getting an even better price about Juan Pedro Lopez at $101. Throw a few of them into your Vuelta stable. Sit back and enjoy the three weeks to march. It's going to be huge. Uh, it's going to be unreal. Thank you so much for coming on, mate. Not a problem. Thank you. Is that it for the season now? Or have oh, we still got some I cobblestones to come? Uh, look, something to be excited about will be uh, Wollongong for the uh, World Champs this year. So oh, there's yeah. going to be a lot of people who are uh, busy preparing for that as well. So that'll be unreal. Work trip? Work trip, all right. Yeah, we'll be <laughs> down there, mate. That sounds very good. All right, mate. Thank you very much, Tomas. And we'll be back on Friday. Until then, happy punting.